as we continue our message series through the letter that James wrote entitled Living Faith, speaking of faith that is lived out in everyday life, we come to, to a passage today that is arguably the heart of this letter. Indeed, our passage for today centers around James chapter 1 verse 22, which according to many, is the key verse of this entire letter. So I want to encourage you to open your Bibles with me, to turn to the end of your Bible, to this short letter that James wrote, to chapter 1. Today in our passage, which is James chapter 1, verses 19 through 25, we are reminded of how we as believers are to approach the Word of God and how we're to respond to the Word of God. In fact, we see very clearly from God's word today that Christians must listen to God and actually do what he says. Christians must listen to God and actually do what he says. And that sounds obvious enough, straightforward enough. And it is, it should be, sort of like telling our children that they have to listen to their teacher at school and actually do what their teacher says. But, but clearly James thought that this was an issue in the life of some early believers. And I think if we're honest, we would say the same thing today. That there is a failure among many, among many supposed Christians in listening to the Word of God, and responding with obedience to the Word of God. So let's look together at James chapter 1 this morning to see what God has to say about that. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. God's Word reads this way. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, And slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And because of the straightforward practical way in which James writes, and especially this passage, I've worded my my sermon outline a little bit differently than I normally do. The outline is found on the back of your bulletin. Rather than stating some biblical truths that will then be followed by personal applications for us, each of these are written as exhortations for us as followers of Jesus Christ to obey, to, to carry out, or to participate in now. And firstly, we see from this passage that we are to receive the Word of God. We are to receive the Word of God. Many of your Bibles, your English translations of the Bible, if you have a Bible that has subheadings and various sections of Scripture, then this large section is 
is likely titled listening and doing or hearing and doing the word. Now verses 19 through 21, this is, this is the hearing section. This is the listening portion of that particular uh, part of scripture. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now, if we just took those three verses kind of in isolation and quickly skimmed through them, we would think that maybe this would, was just a disconnected um, the section of practical instruction about uh, being slow to speak, uh, quick to listen, a caution about anger. In other words, we might come away and say, don't be a blabber mouth. Listen to others before you speak. And when I think of that. I think of that big mouth Billy Bass thing that was popular a few years ago. You know what I'm talking about? The thing that looks like a, a rubber bass mouth that when you walk by it, it detects you somehow and it begins to speak to you or sing to you. There's all sorts of toys and gadgets and decorations like this when you walk in Cracker Barrel. You've seen these things. I, I assume you walk in and you're immediately greeted with something speaking to you, looking at you, scaring you, telling you what to do. Don't know how it picks up on on you being there, but, but some people are just like that, you know? You walk into a room and, and they start talking. And they continue talking as long as someone's there with an ear to listen. And for all we know, they continue talking even when no one else is around. But that kind of general warning, that kind of general caution is, is not exactly what James is getting at here because he's specifically talking about listening to and obeying the Word of God, receiving the Word of God. Now, how do we know that? We know that because of the context. Back up to verse 18, verse that we looked at last week. God chose to give us birth through the Word of truth. The Word, that's the Gospel, the Gospel of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Skip down to verse 21. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the Word Planted in you. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So we know based on the context. That this specific instructions. About receiving the word of God. And responding to the word of God. More specifically. Believers are instructed here. To to eagerly and humbly listen to the word. Eagerly and humbly listen to the word. Verses 19 and 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. In other words, pay attention to this. This is important. Know this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Should be quick to listen. Eager to listen to the word of God. Ready and waiting to hear from the Lord. Be slow to speak. And because we recognize that what God has to say is more important than what we have to say. 
Because of who He is. He is greater, wiser, more important than we are. And so all believers should, to a certain degree, be characterized by by silence until they have heard the Word of God and understood it and begun to apply it to their own lives. We're also told to be slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. In other words, it affects how we hear from the Lord. It affects how we listen to the Lord, how we receive His Word. When we're angry, when we're characterized by bitterness or, or rage or hostility, our thought life affects how we receive and respond to the Word of God. And not only do our thoughts affect how we respond and receive to the Word of God, but our actions do as well. Verse 20, 21, excuse me, therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the Word planted in you which can save you. We're commanded according to Scripture, according to this passage, to, to replace sin with a posture of submission to God's Word. Replace sin with a posture of submission to God's Word. Get rid of these things. Get rid of, of moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. And the imagery here is the same that we would use to describe the stripping off of dirty clothes. Get rid of these things. Take them off. Do away with them. The thing that we're commanded to do away with is those who have faith in Christ is the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent in the world. Whereas these things that are commonplace in the world, actions that are not consistent with a lifestyle that's pleasing to the Lord, not consistent with what we read about in the Word of God, we're to get rid of these things and to replace them with something else. Replace them with a posture of submission, a posture of listening, a posture of receptivity to the Word of God that has been planted in us. This is the same idea that's communicated in Ephesians chapter 4 where we're commanded to, to put off our old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of our minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. To put off the old self, the former self, the, the way of life without Christ and to put on the new life that we have in Christ. This is the same idea as, as repentance. Turning away from, from sin and a life of sin and turning toward and embracing Christ and following Christ as Lord. And these believers that James was writing to had already heard the gospel, already heard the word of God, they've already heard the truth. So they're not being commanded, at least not here, to respond for the first time with repentance, but they're being commanded to be characterized by a continual lifestyle of turning away from sin and embracing Christ, embracing the Word of God. And as believers today, the same thing should be true of us. We ought to be continually turning away from a lifestyle that is displeasing to God, is characterized by, by being quick to speak and and slow to listen to the Lord. A lifestyle that's characterized by sinful thoughts. 
toward others that are not pleasing to God, a lifestyle that's characterized by actions that are not appropriate for, for followers of Christ, and to turn toward and receive, embrace, hear from God through His Word. And Paul, when he was writing to the church at Thessalonica, wrote this to them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. He said, We also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Church, let's, let's also be like those early Christians nearly 2,000 years ago in Thessalonica, halfway around the world, that were known for hearing the Word of God and receiving it as it actually is, the Word of God. Let's, let's be hungry to hear from the Lord. We're called to, to listen to the Word of God by receiving God's Word through this passage this morning, but we're not called just to receive the Word of God. We're also called to obey the Word of God. Obey the Word of God. Receive the Word of God and obey the Word of God. And I think, I don't think James could be much clearer about this. Verse 22, do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. In other words, he just said, humbly accept the word. Humbly accept the word that you've heard. Now he's describing how you're to do that. You humbly accept it by obeying it, by putting it into practice, by doing it. We know that that hearing the message, receiving the message, is, is an important part of faith. In fact, it's an, a necessary part of coming to faith in Christ. We read this in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes from hearing the message, the word of Christ. We're also told in Romans chapter 2, verse 13. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous need to hear the message, need to hear the word, need to be receptive to the word. More importantly, we're called to obey the word that we hear. Jesus said, and it's recorded in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Hearing the word and obey it. And James is characterized by an emphasis on obedience, an emphasis on actions, an emphasis on transformed life, changed behavior, deeds, works that are pleasing to the Lord. And after all, Jesus spoke about our behavior a lot as well. But we need to understand our obedience in light of the gospel. This is not an obedience that, that saves It's not an obedience that declares us right before God because no actions on our part can do that. As we saw last week, our our propensity to sin is, is too deep. Our inclination to sin, to disobey God, to rebel against God is 
is so deep in each of us that, that none of us have lived up to God's standard. So this is not an obedience that saves. Rather, this is obedience as a response to the grace of God. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is the gift of God. This is not of yourselves. This is not by works so that no one can, can boast. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. The same grace of God is what compels us, leads us to live in a way that is different than we did before. Live in a way that is different than the world lives. Just like bark and sawdust are byproducts of processing logs into lumber, or like molasses is a byproduct of making sugar, a transformed life in Christ that is characterized by by a change in behavior, by things that are pleasing to God, is a byproduct of living biblical faith in Jesus Christ. It comes as we we trust in Christ for salvation, as we recognize our need for Him, as we recognize the magnitude of His grace as displayed on the cross in our place. When we recognize that, we begin begin to live differently. William Barclay, the 20th century Scottish theologian, said this. He said, it is still possible to identify church attendance and Bible reading with Christianity and to believe that the man who faithfully attends church and who diligently studies his Bible is a good Christian. Those who act like that have come less than half the way because they have failed to see that the really important thing is to turn that to which they have listened into actions and deeds. Folks, following Christ is not simply about listening to the Word of God. Because it's not measured by how much knowledge of God we have. It's not simply about reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Although these things are important, it's not even about how much of the Bible we memorize. It's about following Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. And that affects what we do. That affects how we live. That affects how we think. Affects how we act. We must listen to God and actually do what He says. Not to earn salvation, but in response to salvation. That's the heart of what James James is saying here. The grace of God compels us to act differently, to be transformed, to be different. And because this is true, because we are to receive the Word of God and to obey the Word of God. Let's listen to God's Word in order to apply God's Word. Let's listen to God's Word in order to apply God's Word. Whether it be in personal reading, whether it be through a small group Bible study, whether it be through a biblical sermon, let's listen and read the Word of God in order to apply God's Word to our lives. James says that the one who who listens to the word, verse 23, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Just like a mirror reflects physical characteristics, the word of God reflects 
our spiritual characteristics. It exposes our spiritual condition. It exposes our shortcomings. It exposes our imperfections. It exposes our failures. And just like we look in a physical mirror to, to brush our hair or to shave or to put makeup on or whatever, let's look into the Word of God ready to to see what God's Word has to say about where we need to repent, how we need to adjust our our lives, how we ought to praise and adore our Maker. If If you like to play bingo, and I know you do because everybody likes to play bingo, you don't, you don't simply listen to the letters and the numbers that are called out simply because they sound like music to your ears. You don't listen to the caller for entertainment. You don't listen to the caller even to, to memorize the sequence of letters and numbers so that you can impress your friends later with your intellectual capacity. No, you, you listen to see if there is anywhere that what the caller says can connect with your game card so that you might have a chance of winning the game. And in a similar way, that's, that's how we ought to listen to the Word of God. Not simply to hear it, not for entertainment's sake, not because we feel like we ought to, but because we want to be transformed by it. We want to be changed by it. We want to know how we ought to act. It's consistent with the Word of God. Listen to God's word in order to apply God's word to our lives. And finally, commanded here in James to continually receive, remember, and obey God's word, and you will be blessed. Continually receive, remember, and obey God's word, and you will be blessed. Look back at verse 25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. Here in this last verse, James substitutes this perfect law that gives freedom for the word of truth in verse 18, for the word in verses 21 through 23. When we think of the law, think of the biblical law, we ought to think of the standards or the requirements of God. And immediately, if we're honest, we ought to think of our own shortcomings, our own failures to live up to those standards. Because Scripture teaches that because of our sin, we've all fallen short of the standard of God. The only one who's lived up to the standard of God is God. God in the flesh. Jesus. The rest of us have become enslaved to sin. Enslaved to the law of God because of our sin. What's being communicated here by James, this language and elsewhere in the New Testament, is that the believers in Jesus Christ, there is freedom from sin, freedom from the law. Because because as we trust in Christ for salvation, as we receive the grace of God, and recognize who He is, and His mercy, His compassion, His greatness, His love, then And there is a desire in each of us to obey Him, to live for Him, to joyfully serve Him, to be transformed by Him. So the the law is no longer a burden, but it's a joy to honor the Lord. It's a joy to obey the Lord. 
And in this way, we're, we're blessed by a lifestyle of, of following Him. The one that, that looks at the Word, receiving it and continuing in it, not forgetting it, verse 25, but remembering it and putting it into practice is blessed because he or she desires to be obedient to their maker. How often do we look at Scripture, read Scripture, hear the Word of God, and then half an hour later we have no idea what we've heard. We've completely forgotten what we've read or what we've heard. We've moved on to something else. Other thoughts that have captivated our minds other conversations. Church, this should not be. Psalm chapter 1, verse 2 says, Blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord, and on that law meditates day and night. Let's receive the Word of God for what it is. The Word of God to us. Instructions for life. Let's think about it constantly. Let's read it to apply it. Let's be transformed by a church. Imagine the impact on our lives, on the lives of our families, even on this community, if we approach the Word of God that way. If we took seriously the truths of this passage, and if we gathered week after week, not simply to, to fellowship or to learn something, although those are important, but we gathered week after week, eager to hear from the Lord, eager to apply the Word of God to our lives, eager to walk away transformed, ready to obey the Word of God. Let's not simply listen to the Word and so deceive ourselves. Let's do what it says, because as Christians called to listen to God and actually do what He says. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for today. We thank You for the opportunity to gather as Your people. We thank You that You give us reason to gather. Lord, we thank You for the grace of Christ, the gospel of Christ. We thank You for salvation in Christ. We thank You for a book your book that tells that story. Lord, help us to desire to know and to receive and to obey your word daily. Draw us to you. Convict us where we fall short, but remind us of your grace. Lord, a grace that draws us back again and again to you, desiring to know you and to live for you and to obey you. Lord, help us today to obey your word. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.